Blog Talk Radio. Look into my eyes 
The Empire is a place where I talk, you talk, but everybody gets to talk. It's where you can speak openly, honestly, and without worry or hesitation about being politically correct. It's your forum to discuss what matters to you and to me. Individual expressions are boring and they can create nothing but a monologue. Who wants to know all about just me? I want to know about you. So if you want to tell it like it is, the empire is where it's going to go down. Check Facebook or my website for show times and days as those days and times may change. For more information, contact me at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. For when the empire speaks, the empress listens. Great. Can you hear me? I can. I can hear you, and I wish I could see you. And those of you who are here with me on Blog Talk Radio, thank you so much for coming on and also on Blab and also on Periscope. Like, I'm just all over the place. I'm a little bit fatigued, and I don't even have jet lag. I mean, I'm just everywhere, and I'm trying to reach as many people because I want people to learn as I do. And today was like an exceptional day for learning because I wasn't even ready. Like, I just thought I was going to have a little bit of a conversation with a friend of mine, Mr. Dennis Thirdling, and it turned into almost three-hour conversation that was very edifying, I will say that. But I felt that it was necessary that some of this be shared from the voice and from the position of a black male. Because you know what? When when we talk about black men in a social setting, it's always negative. It's always in a way that is not seen well. It's almost as if they are seen in two ways, one as troublemakers and the other as just purely sexual beings who can just satisfy you to no end. But I think they can think, child, after this conversation today, like I was excited that uh, someone was speaking a truth, wasn't embarrassed to say the truth, and was willing to share a truth to the, the span of wanting to edify, wanting to give information where it's necessary. And, you know, no better person to do that than my friend, Attorney Dennis Sterling of Houston, Texas. So uh, let let the people know what you're about and where uh, you are and, and what others you do to, to help out people in our community first. Well, you know, you and I, uh, you graciously invited me to uh, come and speak to your folks, uh, I guess maybe a few months ago, and I appreciate the dialogue. And um, But for the most part, I'm a personal injury lawyer here in Houston, Texas. That's what I do now. Uh, I started off, I think, one of my first cases that I tried in, in civil rights uh, was a civil rights case in New Orleans. But, um, you know, I'm a black college educated, Ivy League college educated uh, in, my, in my graduate degrees. I'm a father of two boys. Uh, I was married for about four and a half years. Um, I am uh, pretty typical as it as 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 would as as you would talk about educated men, uh, and then as far as black men, 
I guess I would say I'm, I'm pretty experienced in relationships. So it was interesting that you brought the conversation up to me based on something that I put on Facebook. And let me say this, any conversations that I have on Facebook are intended to generate uh, discussion. Sometimes I borrow from the opinions of other black men, white men, brown men, whatever, and I lay them out there in a way so that people have to deal with them. And I do, and I defend those positions aggressively, no different than I do in court. Now, I think, um, you know, this is going to be helpful, but I want it to be understood that I am in no way going to bash black women, uh, black American women, black men, black American men. I am just simply presenting the thoughts and ideas of other people in a way in which you will have to contend with them. And that's pretty much it. You know, you know how I roll. (laughs) I do. I do. I do. And I think that's important. I think that uh, people sometimes put too much stock into a 20-minute, you know, thought or or a 20-second thought uh, of 500-word blab on social media. But when you can recognize the truth, I think that it is the best. So, Mr. Sperling, um, this conversation brewed out of a couple of, I would say, 20, I don't know how long it took you to say these things and and actually what prompted you to say uh, or, or type some of the things that you typed. But just to be clear, you, you typed several different things over the last several, I would say, weeks that had to do with progressiveness, successfulness, um, being a black man in America and how that differs for uh, in other parts of the world. What right. what right. what the most um, back which which post was the most uh, sought after or the most responded to? Because I I can think of a few. Well, I mean, it, it, what I find is that when I say things that address the issues that black males face and I I direct those issues towards, you know, helping my black brothers, you know, change some of their negative behavior. I don't get as much flat, (laughs) but when I talk about the sisters and when I say things, and I speak from a big brother's perspective, I'm I'm not the type of person that's going to talk to a woman and and kowtow and bow down and cajole a woman and not tell the truth because I feel that does my black sisters a disservice. Now this is this conversation is not addressed to all black women at all. And it's not a, and it's not addressed to all black. I'm talking to the ones that can't understand why they can't find a man or why they can't keep a relationship. See, there are some happily married women, and there are some mm-hmm. older women that will tell you, "Hey, I, I got it down. I've been married twenty, thirty years, or I'm in a happy relationship. I know what I'm talking about. I'm talking to the sisters that did everything right." They did everything the book said you're supposed to do. They got married. They didn't mess around. They went They went to college. They did everything right, but they seemed not to be able to find a suitable mate. And the first thing I will tell them is, hey, maybe you're looking in the wrong place. Maybe second thing is maybe you're looking for the wrong thing. Maybe, you, maybe you're looking over this man who actually would treat you fairly and love you and be respectful of you for this knucklehead over here that's not going to do anything but play you and use you. Maybe you need to find somebody on your own level. Maybe you need to understand that the man that you're trying to get 
does not value the way value you the way you value yourself. You see, because okay. I have a friend, and we talked about that. Okay, but go ahead. That's what I would talk no, about. No, no, no. I don't know. I'm just amen and keep going. Mm-hmm. Well, I was. I mentioned this friend of mine often. Okay, he is about five foot six. He is fifty two. He has part of his hair is a little bald at the top. Uh, he has a little bit of a pot belly. He has. He does this thing with his S curl curly thing. And uh, he's from South Park of Houston, Texas. And anybody familiar with South Park understands that South Park is country and ghetto at the same time. <laughs> you understand? So he's not the most cool person, but he's a great guy. He drives an old beat-up pickup truck. And if you look at him, you might think maybe this guy's like a construction worker or something, you know? Uh, he has uh, three children. They're all teenagers. But what they don't know from looking at him is that he makes $8 million a month. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? $8 million a month. Right. Now, you, most sisters, would look at this brother and say, oh, no, he's, he's not my type. I can't love him. But this same brother was dating a beautiful doctor down in Columbia who adored him. And when mm-hmm. I say, I mean medical doctor, gorgeous. Drop dead gorgeous because in that society they are cultural culturally different than what we have here in the United States. See, we've been socialized differently, black men and black women. But what I found is the culture and the socialization sticks with the women more so than the men. If you pretty much give a man the same elements, he's got a job, he's got a house, a place to do every day, he's pretty much unless there's something mentally or physically wrong with him, he's pretty much going to behave the way any other man around the world is going to behave. You see? Okay. But the women hold the culture in our relationship. So the culture of black American women specifically has been stripped away from us during the slave trade and and a different kind of culture imposed on us. And as of the 1920s or 30s, we've, been on, we've had to deal with the onset of feminism. So, and plus, remember, we have the religious proselytization. So mm-hmm. now we have, and then think about this, in the 30s or 40s, there was the onset of this, the welfare system, which says, hey, you don't need a man, I'll take care of you. So now we got mm-hmm. black women who, are, who, 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 who pray to a white Jesus, who don't think they need a man, and were raised by women typically who didn't have a man present in the house because it was financially not beneficial. So when these young ladies grow up, they have children, and this is the generation that we're in now. These women have never seen a woman interact with a man in the house on a daily basis. And if they have, oftentimes there's so much conflict because you have a woman that is not playing a traditional role that she rebels against because she says, hey, you want me to submit to you? That's a dirty word. Or you need to be connected with God. Or you need to bow down to God, the same white God, (laughs) the same white Jesus, that has been kicking our butts for 450 years. So, you know, I love the Lord. I love, I'm a Christian. I I read the Bible for myself and, um, you know, but what I do understand is that there is only room for one leader in a household, okay? And so I'm saying all this to say when this, this brother who makes $8 million a month 
goes to Columbia, he's treated like a king. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm not talking to a lot of the sisters will listen and say, oh, he just likes those type of women. If you ever go to Colombia or Brazil or Peru or uh, Costa Rica, you will find that the majority of those people there are of African descent. You will find that they, they range from light, bright, darn near white to jet black as midnight. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So mm-hmm. 90% of the boats, that came to the 90% of the Africans that came to the United States did not land in the United States. They landed in the places south of the United States, the Caribbean all the way down to the Brazil. So when I tell you that these are black women also, and in fact, they're black American women, they're just South American and Central American. When I tell you, if you like black women, you are not limited to women who are born and raised in, in North America you can find black women not only all over the Western Hemisphere, but all over the world, and they're different culturally and socialized differently than African-American women in the United States. You see what I mean? So given those options, my friend who makes $8 million a month, who's, just, who's dating a medical doctor down there, he says, I don't even talk to black women in the United States. And I'm yeah. like, man. And so that set me to thinking. Like, man, mm-hmm. the options of that, well, you know, you love black women. I love sisters. I love black women. I love the way they look. I love the way they smell. I love the way they talk, the way they walk. There's nothing about a black woman I don't love except mm-hmm. the fact that oftentimes there can be no peace in the house when you've got a black man and a black woman in there. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'd like to start with. And so my point is if there's nothing wrong with sisters other than the fact that it's nearly impossible to live with them, how do we find peace in these households? You tell me. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where I would love to start because when you say things that blanketed, and I know you're not speaking about all black women, we gave the free, mm-hmm. uh, we, we, we gave the. Uh, I'm not, the, yeah, I'm not talking to the ones that's happily married. Not okay. at all. But what we are talking, you are talking about the black women who are single in pursuit of relationship in any level. Am I correct? And who have done everything right or most everything okay. right. And they still don't understand why they can't keep a man or find a man. Okay. So yeah. when we first started talking about this, you said that it had to do with uh, just numbers for one thing. You you gave me a statistic that said eighty nine percent of married black men marry white women, and that no, that's, it, no, 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 no. Well, I'm sorry, I, I must have misstated that. Eighty nine percent of marriages between eighty nine percent of black marriages are between black men and black women. So when we talk about this issue, we're only talking about that eleven percent of people okay. who are married outside of their race. However. Seventy-two percent of black of children in the United States, or seventy-one percent, according to the latest polls, are born out of wedlock, which means people are just not getting married anymore. So, how do we right, deal right. with that seventy percent that can't get a man, can't find a man, don't understand why they can't keep a man? They got college degrees, and somebody told them if they got a college degree, they're going to be more desirable than that big booty girl down on the corner, and they just find it that that's not happening. You see, and my and my but response I- to that is. 
Go ahead. Uh, is what? Is what? What is your response to that? Because I've been one My, of those black women where black men said those things that you cannot be some woman requiring me to be an educated man and you not have an education yourself. You cannot require mm-hmm. me to have a car if you don't have a car yourself. You cannot ask of me what I can't turn around and ask of you. So you're saying that we were misled if that's how we understood that? I think having a college degree is wonderful, and I think that having money in the bank is wonderful, and I'm sure there are plenty of women out there who dealt with men who have college degrees and have money in the bank, and they just can't make themselves like you. see what I'm saying? And the, and the same goes for men. I don't care how uh, good you look on paper. I don't care if you're gorgeous. My friend that makes $8 million a month, you'll look three, four $400,000 a year is nothing to him. You see what I mean? Right. And even with a person like me, now, I don't make $8 million a year. I do all right as a personal injury lawyer down here in Houston, Texas. If you've been in the wreck, I'd like to get you a check. You can reach me at 713-229-0770. Got that shameless plug in. But anyway, <laughs> your, 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 the money that you make is not what I'm interested in because I don't need your money. You see, mm-hmm. what I'm looking for when I come home after a long day of fighting it out with lawyers and and and, and, and and sitting in front of courthouses, stuffy courthouses, is I'm looking for peace when I come home. And if you're not providing me that peace or if you're not helping me maintain the peace in my home, there's no amount of money that's going to make me want to deal with you because, see, that's not what interests me at this level of my life. You see, at, at this successful level in my 40s, uh, uh, you know, successful, educated there's really nothing you can do that can impress me material. What type of woman are you? How were you socialized? Did your mother and grandmother and auntie teach you how to keep a man and hold on to a man? Those are the lost qualities that we have. Does feminism permeate your matrix and the way you think to the point that every time I come home, you want to proclaim your independence? Every time I come home, we have to have a competition between who did more that day or you know, who, how, whose day was worse, and, and I may just want to chill and, you know, chill and watch Netflix with my woman. You understand what right. I mean? See, I can I get you. that from a woman. I can get that mm-hmm. from a woman who is from a culture where that's acceptable. Maybe she cooked me something to eat. I don't know. I'm not really that into dinner. I like to relax, and maybe she met me at the door with a kiss and, and, a, and, and, a, and a, a hug. You know, maybe I look <laughs> around and you know, she's got a cup of coffee for me waiting. Because, see, money is not going to do anything for me. And I'm talking about a certain class of elite men who make what you would call successful who make this amount of money. The same goes for those multimillionaire athletes. You wonder why these brothers who are are running into each other and dribbling basketballs and getting screamed at by the uh, uh uh, the players that they play with and the coaches stressing them out, they thinking, hey, if anything happens to me, I'm not going to be able to make that level of stress. And then their career can end instantly. NFL, not for long. You see what I mean? That's what that stands for. The last thing we want to do is come home to a screaming, yelling woman. Now, they do want to come home to a woman. They just want to come home to a peaceful house. And money doesn't matter to them. You see what I mean? It just When you have money, it just doesn't matter to you that much. I'm, I promise you. Other things start looking more appealing when you already have made it successful. So the athletes, the superstar athletes, the high-powered lawyers, the doctors, a lot of these brothers, unfortunately, 
what we get when we come home to sisters who we may love deeply mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. we come home to these fussing matches. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's not what that's not gonna hold on to a man. So they okay. what? They go for other options. Let they me go ask for you other this. options and other women. Yeah, go ahead. Let me ask you this because you you did say that, and I made a little note here about the because I, I just don't know where the idea that it, and we're we're kind of generalizing in a way, but mm-hmm. the and that's the, it's a true idea that most black women are. And we have Sarah Jim saying, make no mistake, white women scream and yell too. And I think she is a Mm -hmm. a white woman herself by what she just posted and by her profile picture. But where where does this idea that uh, black women are not able to come into a home and make it a peaceful happening, is that just, is that a lie? Is that just another one of the social ideals or is that? A truth, because I would say that most black women would not agree with that. And City Chick is saying and, that it's a lie. And I, I would agree that most black women who are successfully married and happy understand how to keep a home peaceful. This topic and this particular session that we have is addressed to those women who think they did everything right and still can't mm-hmm. figure out why they can't keep a man. There's plenty of white women and Latino women and Indian women who can't understand why they can't keep a man, too. You see what I'm saying? So this is not something that's limited to the black community. Boy, what I'm telling you is that my my understanding is that because of feminism and because of the uh, unfortunate uh, uh, residual effects of, uh, of, of, of enslavement and having our culture ripped away from us, we have lost a lot of what we were taught in, in the mother continent, in Africa, about how women are to carry themselves in, in relationships. What, that didn't necessarily happen in places like uh, Colombia, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Peru, uh, Brazil. It didn't necessarily happen in those places. You can go to Africa, right? You love black women. There's beautiful black women in, in, in the mother continent right now that will treat you like a king. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, this again, this subject is addressed to those women, those specific women, who think they did everything right and can't figure out why they can't keep a man. So is feminism equal to a woman that is too independent? No. Independence is a wonderful thing. What I'm talking about is those women who have the understanding not only are they equal to a man, but they're better to a man. They're better than. And they don't know how. I want women to be equal. I want an independent strong-minded woman that can take care of things. If Well, I know that she has my back. She can take care of things if I can't. When I get to the point where I'm old and sick, I want her to be able to handle that. But it's, that doesn't mean your feminism, you don't, I don't want to argue with you when I come home about your independence. You see what I mean? You can be independent. Go ahead and be free. Go ahead and find you somewhere else to be other than here. I'm going to return you to the ecosystem, sister. You can go on out there and stand for yourself with your independent self. Isn't that what the song said? Get your independent self out of here. <laughs> so like yeah. So, so feminism. A lot, a lot of men, and, and I think particularly black men, took offense to that whole independence movement, and they absorbed it mm-hmm. in a way that seemed to, like you said uh, in, in speaking earlier, cut the balls off of men and put, put their nuts in the purse. And I don't think that mm. was the intent. I don't think that was the well, intent, though. I think it was just saying 
that we're powerful and that mm-hmm. we can make some things happen as well. Does that equate to, that's almost saying like if you say Black Lives Matter that you say that white ones don't. That is not the same. That's the same wow. type of. We, I got a whole other conversation for that, but let's try this. <laughs> Let me try this. Have you ever had okay. to dealt? Have you ever dealt with a man that's just over the top macho? He just tries too hard. He just got to prove yes, every yes. minute that he's a man and, you know, people looking at him in the, bar and he wants to fight him and you just like, ah, oh, this is just too much. That's what yeah. a feminist, one a woman who's over the top with her, that's, you don't want to be around that person. You know, you right. just want to say, look, can you just chill out? You know, I mean, do we have to deal with this right now? And after two, three, four, five years of that, three, four days a week, you ready to go move on and find somebody else that's less stressful. You see, but I think that unfortunately, black women, because there's an absence of black men in the, the household oftentimes, they are raised by women who say, you don't need a man. It's almost like that old story, that Aesop fable where the grapes, the, the the fox couldn't get to the grapes and he kept trying and kept trying because they were at the top of the tree. And after a while he said, I don't even want those sour grapes anyway. You see what I mean? Right. Yeah, they need a man. You need a man. God put people on this earth to come in twos. You see what I mean? You need a man for that that masculine energy. We need to stop saying that. Feminism Mm -hmm. is a trick that has helped divide black folks, and that's the last thing we need to do. We need to come together. And and, and, and let me say this. I believe that if you love somebody, it doesn't matter what color they are, what ethnicity they are, what country they live in, what religion, that you should have that true love. You see what I mean? I don't want to be one of those people who says, oh, these type of people should stick with these type of people. These type of people should stick with these. That's not what God wanted. It wasn't until the 1500s and the onset of racism and and, and when black men became, you know, considered chattel slavery and and black folk, black bodies went on sale by white men that this whole racist notions came in. So I I, I don't like that. You see, I believe you you love whoever you love. I'm only talking to the sisters who – can't get a man, don't understand why they can't, and want to blame brothers for it. You know, you see what I mean? I'm, I'm saying look at yourself. Let's look in the mirror okay. first. You know, okay, and this so, conversation is purely to educate them on what men really think. You see what I okay. mean? Okay, yeah. so what do men really want? Because we talked about, you know, understanding your level, understanding what it means to be a woman mm. for a man. And, and that definition could be anything and everything depending upon what section you survey. Right. But is there something yeah. that's generic? Is there something that's generic and now, about on, on my level, on, on my level, that elite level, that's pretty much right. you can't impress me with your money and your degrees, okay? Now, before okay. I got to this level, when I was a young guy and didn't have a whole lot of money, I was a student, you know, you, you want companionship. You want somebody you can go to the movies with. But, again, I don't want anybody I got to fuss and yell with. But back then, I could do a little bit more of it. You know, I had the energy for it. I had less stress. I was a student, you know. Uh, but ideally, I still at that point, you know, a lot of the young ladies who saw me at 21, 22 years old, you know, they were pursuing the type of guys who played basketball or football or said he was going to be a rapper or a singer. So even then, you got a situation where, you know, the ladies were looking for somebody that was not on their level. They was trying to shoot for these superstar athletes of 23, 24, 25, and you got brothers 
they travel to a new place every night. They got 10, 10, 11 women in the same city every place they go. That's going to be very difficult for you to compete with that. And as long as you believe what somebody has told you and that you are the best thing that God ever put on this earth, you're going to get your feelings hurt. Now, that's good for, I guess, self-esteem, but, you know, women have to understand that it's very easy to find a good woman because there's plenty of them out there. And there's always another woman that's going to be finer than you, better looking than you, and and be able to be more of a woman than you because there's just so many good women out there, especially with the shortage of black men and, and the shortage of men in general worth having. So you, you have to find somebody on your level. And here's another thing. If 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 the man is a 10 and you a 2, you're going to get your feelings hurt every time. He might not even talk to you. If the man uh-huh. is a 7 and you a 4 or 5, you still might get your feelings hurt. If you're a 7 and he's a 7, y'all probably can hang out and have good conversations and stuff. If he's a 10 and, you, he, and, he, and you're a 10, he'll probably understand that because you're that desirable, you know, you probably haven't had a lot of other guys try to talk to you and, He's a 10, and, and he's had a lot of other women that try to – they have experience, but a 10 and a 5 are not going to go together because that 10 has far more experience than him. You see what I mean? But, but the other thing that women has to under, have to understand is that, but, you know, probably from the age of about 18 to about 25 or 26, maybe 27, depending on the woman, she's at her probably most physically attractive uh, a state. I wouldn't even say 27. I'd say around about 25 is when you start topping off. So from about 18 to 25, you are physically the most attractive you're going to be. I'm just saying it. I'm just, you don't like what I've got to say? The vast majority, hey, you, I'm, we talking about physical attraction here. They making new ones every day. They're beautiful women everywhere. I, I don't see them hurt you feel. Go ahead, let me hear <laughs> you ain't heard my feelings because I'm on, I'm five, baby. I'm five. I'm just trying to yeah. tell you I am that chick, and I am 42, and I did not look as good as I look now. I did not at to 27. To, to, to nobody. To nobody. Okay, but, but here's what I'm saying. To somebody, when you were 18, you was fine. You see what I mean? Yes. When you were 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. That you're yes. not going to have the volume of men that are physically attracted to you at 42 as you will at 22. You're just what? not going to do it. It just goes against what nature requires. See, men are attracted. I, look, I, do you want to hear the truth or do you want, want me to truth. make this up and cajole you and make you feel good? I'm talking to you and all your listeners like I'm their big brother. And what I'm trying okay. to tell these sisters is have some doggone common sense while you're young. Maybe your mama and your grandma or somebody was too young to understand what's going on. I didn't have that situation. I was raised by an 80-year-old woman who taught me some sense, and that's why I'm successful in this world. A lot of these young girls, they won't listen to a man because they don't have any respect for men. So I'm telling you, as a benefit, now you can take this or you can leave it, but I'm going to give it to you. You need to have some sense. You need to teach your daughters and your nieces and, and, and whatnot to have some sense. Don't play yourself with these suckers out here. Okay, there's okay. a lot of men that will use you up between that. They will ride you and use you from about 18 to 24, and you done been in that long relationship, and now you got a baby, and you look up, and he's gone. You see what I'm saying? Don't waste your time with these suckers, first of all, because your youth is valuable, and if you call yourself getting in a relationship, love him, 
Esau with a sucker, then you just got played. You understand what I'm saying? That's the first thing. Have some doggone common sense. That's what your mama should have taught you. And if your mama didn't teach you, your grandma should have taught it to you. Now, when you get to a person like me, and I'm saying, okay, I make, what, a million dollars a year? I drive a Bentley, about to get a Rolls Royce at the end of the year, and you approaching me, and you saying, well, you know, you got kids. I said, yeah, baby, but I got a million dollars a year coming in, and I'm 41, and you are 28, and you got three kids. Yeah, you're a little younger than me, but we ain't on the same level, baby. I can replace you anytime. That's how these men are thinking. If a brother is 25 years old and he plays in the NBA, because I'm just talking about the ones that the sisters say they want. I'm not talking about the women that find men on their level, they happily married. This is for the ones that don't understand what happened, okay? You got a college degree, you're 27, 28 years old, you got two or three kids, one kid, whatever, I don't know. This brother is of a certain age. You're still not on his level because that's not what he's attracted to. You see what I mean? And if you bring in hell to the household, you really don't stand a chance. You see what I mean? You, you, it's, I, that's just the reality of it. You, yeah, the let woman me tell is you, the first under- You got these little lines no, over here. Block, <laughs> hey, block talk radio. Yeah, that's what you wanted. I know that's what you wanted. This is what I want. I'm your and big you brother know tonight. I, I'm you are my big brother. I'm not nah. trying to, look, I'm not trying to make love to none of these women. I don't want anything from you. I'm just telling you as a big brother or a father should have told you. And you can listen or you can not listen. I'm just telling you from my perspective because I love yes, you. And I want to see black folks do better. I want to see children born in happy, loving, peaceful homes so that we don't have so much craziness out here. When my kids are out here uh, dealing with, I want my sons to be able to find some beautiful women. I don't personally don't care what color the woman is, but if they find some beautiful black sisters here, I want that the woman that has been taught how to be a woman. That's it. That's all I want. So I'm looking out for okay. my own best interests and my grandchildren. Go on here, Spirit. This is what I want to do. I want you guys, yeah. when I open up your line, to be available to be listeners of what the intent of this broadcast is for. This is not, you're not going to jump on my guest. So just, just know Next. that. Hey. But I do want you hey. <laughs> I'm going to on you. They can't mess up your face, boo. I'm just trying to tell oh. But listen, oh, I want okay. to open your mind so that you can speak with Dennis yourself. Now, I need you to understand that the background noise transfers in this broadcast because we're live on Blab and we're live on Blog. I want to be able to broadcast this and, and, and pin this into the other feeds that I have. So I want you to be clear that once you hear the last four digits, your phone number that you're on the air, and if you don't want to have anything to say except for I disagree, I agree, or I have this to say, or I have this question, that's fine and dandy, okay? Now, don't start leaving because two people have just dropped off, but I still got two on the line. So let's let's go with 4154. Are you there? Can you hear me? 4154, last four digits of your phone number. Did you have a question or just want to make a comment? No, baby, I'm just listening. It's Rhonda K. Hey, Rhonda, baby, is he breaking this down or what? Baby, he's preaching like church. <laughs> I know. We're going to live off for him a love minute. You. I love you, sister. I, I just want to see you happy. That's all I want, okay? Hey, That's I'm, all I want. I'm a Caucasian, brother. Okay. No, she's not for real. Okay. Not for real. In her okay. heart, in her heart and in her experience, she just is just a person, and she has got so much love 
that it like Ronda don't even count for real. Like you know how some well, people. Well, no, hey, you know what? I, I there's only one race, and that's the human race. I I love you too. You see what I mean? I mean, I, I'm happy you're listening in, and I hope that you'll be able to take this information and share it with somebody. It just it's just my perspective from my experience. That's it. Well, I appreciate your transparency. That's all I wanted to say. Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. See there? Everybody's not going to jump down your throat. Everybody's not going to jump down your throat. But I I know that there's possibly the opportunity that we'll have a sister. Now, all black women ain't mad and angry, and I got my hair tied up with a little little cloth tonight because I wanted to look real Afrocentric on on Blab. And, you know, I don't know if it's working or not because I've been told I'm not black enough myself. I don't know what that means, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. 8026, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. I'm on the air. He was yes, preaching. Let the church say amen. Amen. Yeah. I agree. I, yeah. I agree 100%. And I have repeated everything mm. you said to all the young ladies that I come in contact with. Mm, We mm, mm, have to teach our young girls and our young men that are coming up, people don't want to hear the truth. Mm. That's one of the main problems with the human race, whatever race you are. People just don't want to hear the truth. I Mm. have a 24-year-old that seems to attract Women, and I don't have anything against women that have kids because the problem that I have when he attracts and he started dating these girls with, uh, well, he only dated two with with children. I get attached to the kid, mm, and then yeah. they, and and the two girls that he has dated that had children, they they just. Uh, just got out of the relationship because they, their response was he wasn't thug enough. They want a thug. Oh, no. He's not a thug. And that's the mm. mentality that we have to get away from. And it it, 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 it broke him down. It, it broke mm, him mm, down mm. to the lowest common denominator. And I tell you, when I say sleepless nights, it was just like what you would see a girl do. I, it, it, it really hurt. Now he's Involved with the girl that he got involved with, and the baby was two months old. So I'm like, mm. what is wrong with you? You know, and <laughs> yep. again, I don't have anything against women with children because I'm a single parent. I'm looking for my boys, my boys. Mm. But you know, I just, I, I, I just, I don't understand. You know, we, we don't put value on ourselves. We don't let me tell you, let me first say that brother is a prime candidate to come with me to my next trip to Columbia so he can meet some sisters that have been socialized differently. You see what I mean? Because they will treat him they will treat him accordingly. You see, he is a valuable Columbia. Why you gotta go to Columbia? Well he shouldn't have to go to Columbia, but they socialize differently there. They're socialized differently in places like Brazil and Peru and Costa Rica where the rest of your black brothers and sisters have landed. They're socialized different in West Africa and East Africa, and they are taught what to look for in a man, and they don't want a thug. You see what I mean? See, young brothers especially and young sisters have such a misunderstanding of what it takes to be a man because a lot of them didn't have men in their house. They think looking tough and talking tough 
and how many people they can beat up or how many women they can sleep with makes them more of a man. But that's not what being a man is about. Being a man is respecting yourself, respecting your community, taking care of yourself, taking care of your responsibilities, taking care of your woman if you decide that you're man enough to be with a woman, then you got to help take care of her. I don't like uh-huh. it, okay? I don't like the idea that i got to help my ex-wife do stuff and I pay child support and a whole bunch of other stuff just to help her get along. I don't like it, but that's what you have to do as a man, and that's the way I was raised, and that's the way I understand things. And I'm from South Central L.A., so it's not like it wasn't being taught. But, again, I was raised by an 80-year-old woman from Mississippi who taught me some sense. Now, a lot of these young sisters, don't listen to their elders like that woman, that, that the, the lady that was just on the line. They won't listen. Uh-huh. Matter of fact, they think, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, mama, grandma, mama, whoever. I'm, this is a new way. It's a new day. But nothing has changed. The Bible says, King Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. Men have not changed in 100,000 years. We're always going to want the same things. We're going to eat. We're going to some good love. And we're going to want some peace in the house. You see what I mean? Oh. But these sisters think it has changed, and I'm telling you, again, these notions of feminism and these false notions of independent and being told that they don't need a man is just foolishness. And women in other countries don't, black women in other countries are not socialized like that. And that is the problem. Y'all need to listen to these older women who got some sense, and that will help you. And I wouldn't have to get this conversation to you. Well, listen, when you say that we're not socialized, what are you saying? Because I'm going to tell you how that translates, because I am a an African-American woman. Mm-hmm. I have not been exposed to a lot of other uh, inclusive African or black cultures other than American, African, uh, blacks. So when you say we're not socialized, what are you saying? I'm saying you're not socialized like the rest of the 99% of the African-Americans and African folks around the diaspora, for the most part. Let's put this in perspective. There's 45 million African-Americans in the United States. About half of those are women. So that puts us at about 17 million African-Americans. There are 1.7 billion people of African descent on this earth. So when you break that down, that's about 1% of the Africans uh, of people of African descent in the United States. So when you say black women, you mm-hmm. cannot limit that to black people or black women who are who who were here in the United States or descendant of slaves. That is a very small percentage. What I would suggest to a lot of you sisters who want to know better is go meet you some Nigerian young some women from Nigeria. Go interact with their mothers and aunties. Go inter get some of the culture that you lost back. If you have some friends from Colombia or friends from uh, even 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 uh, the Caribbean, even though that's a little bit tainted because they're so close to the United States, but interact with them. See what their traditions are. See how they cater to the men in their family. They're not saying you got to – the men in their family are basically catered to, and that's why they're not really going anywhere. Like why would I leave this and leave this woman and she treat me like a king? They got sense. Men respond pretty much the same way. So it's not anything that I can explain to you in the conversation. I'm just saying the socialization that they receive as young girls growing up is different from the socialization that we as African Americans receive in the United States. That's what I'm saying. Uh And you just have to immerse yourself in it and reclaim yourself which is why people uh-huh. like Marcus Garvey said, we got to get up out of here. 
You see what I mean? We uh-huh. got to get up out of here to reclaim our African selves. Our our people, we got to reclaim. See, the United States, is there's a culture here, but it's not a, con- a culture that's conducive to what we would consider beneficial for generally. It's, it's, it's just different. You got to immerse it. You have to travel. You have to get around. And if you can't travel, find some friends that can teach you something that you don't know. You understand what I'm saying, sister? Did I make myself? Yeah. Is, 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 did I get it? So in other words, I can't tell you. You just got to go see for yourself is what I'm saying. But it's different. Okay? And now okay. one thing I will suggest to the women here is watch your mouth. Watch the words that come out your mouth. The Bible says that the power of life and death is in the tongue. And a lot of these sisters kill their relationships with the words that come out of their mouth. You can't call okay. a man all out his name and think he's going to want to be around you and love up on you. It's only so much of that he can forget and forgive. Watch your mouth. Stop but, saying okay. those stupid things. You are not free to say, yeah, we got free delivery. I read the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Yeah, you might have freedom of speech, but not in this house. That's the government. You can't tell you what to say. But if that man, you tell that man something crazy, he's free to leave, ain't he? Right? Dennis, Dennis <laughs> yeah. my, my periscope is like, dude need to preach. He is on one right now. He need to be a preacher. <laughs> <laughs> and it is no, I'm going to so continue many- being a personal injury lawyer And if you've been in a car accident You can reach me at 713-229-0770 This is Dennis Sperling Now you know Texas, I was but, Listen I'll get that I plug in yeah. that, That's the one that wants to uh, comment And um, I'm not sure how this is going to go 1554 you're on the air Can you hear me We are talking about black men And dating outside of their race And we're soon about to talk about the baby mama because the baby mama is synonymous in some ways with regard to the black woman. One five five four. Did you have anything to add to this point? Hey, I mean, my, my guy who's on the line, um, he's um, he on point. I mean, I've been saying, I've been saying this forever. You know, a lot of American women, you know, they want to say that it's chauvinistic, but you know, a lot of American women, you know, with independence, um, they forgot what what. They forgot the role of a woman. You know, you got a lot of them out there who, you know, I make my own money, I do this and I do that, but what's your role? What's your purpose for being on this planet? A lot of them yeah. has, has forgotten that, and um, that that um, leads to the epidemic that we had today. You know, I mean, yeah. like he stated about the thugs and things of that nature. I'm well-traveled. I've seen um, other cultures and how the women um, fully embrace their role as a woman. <clears throat> but it doesn't mm-hmm. happen yeah. that way here. It doesn't happen that way here in America but because, for one, you know, African Americans in America, don't we don't have culture. And, I mean, mm-hmm. if, and, and if you stay on the TV and you keep looking at the TV, um, black women will never have culture in, in America because, mm-hmm. you know, it's propaganda. The government yes. and the white yeah. media outlets are only going to push what they want you to see. And mm-hmm. they're not getting the things that they need to, to know on how to be a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you're a woman, but you're doing what the, white, what the white man wants you to do. You're not embracing your role as a African-American woman here in the United States. And a lot of them run, <laughs> run and turn to the church. A lot of them run, run and turn to the church. But at the same token, it's funny, you know, I'm finding a lot of stuff that's in the Bible, you know, that, that basically say it, it's all a hoax. Right. But 
People it's amazing. In the defense of black American women, I don't think it's just limited to black American women. I think this is a, a problem that's pervasive and it cuts through all, all lines because even people who come here from other countries, fully intact with their culture, they lose a generation of children after about two generations and they're immersed in the culture also. So that's why it's 72% of children born out of wedlock in the United States and marriages are down to about 30% of the people. It's an issue that we have here in the United States. Here's another thing. The uh, child support laws that we have in place and the uh, divorce laws that we have in place make it financially beneficial for a woman to get a divorce. They, the laws make it financially beneficial for a woman to have a child out of wedlock. And so now you have a state or government incentive for these women to have children and not be married or have been married and then get out of the marriage. So that's another thing that we have to look at. And, and unfortunately, people tend to go where the money is. And so that's why you have that, that golden, uh, you got these, they call them, you know, I, I think the term is gold digger popped up. She has a baby uh-huh. by this guy, and now she's getting forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a month. Before that, she was uneducated and living at home with her mom or maybe a student somewhere. And all she had to do was, you know, attract some guy, and now she's locked him in for, eight, you know, 18 years. Um, that is also an issue that we have to deal with. That is another mm. reason there. And you can, you can take, you can roll that up and smoke it too. You might not like it, but it's the reality. It don't take $30,000 to raise a baby. Not yeah, well, I, you know, I that's why you're here is because I believe yeah. that you say it as it is, not how it feels. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to feel good, but it's a, no. it's a, it's, it's you said that, that was painful exactly. to some people. That hurt them just right. Like, I can't believe he said that about me. <laughs> <laughs> but we we talked earlier, and those same points that our last male caller just had to say about Christianity and about. Uh, the yeah. belief of, of women of color in particular taking on a role that was not even meant for her, the feminist movement and white supremacy. Now, some of those things are just really, really huge. It may not be easy to just condense into. Well, well let, me, let, me, let, me, let me try because I've had plenty okay. of years to digest this. Feminism arose because white folks was treating, white men have been treating their black, white women bad for thousands of years. But they're culturally, they're different. Africans came from a system where black men and or African men and African women were equal. You see, if you look at these, the statues in Egypt or Kemet, as some of the folks have called it, they had a black and a, uh, they had a, a male and female uh, goddess mm-hmm. sitting next to each other on an equal level. That is not the situation that was in Europe. Okay, for the most part, that's a patriarchal society where women were dominated. So I understand why white women said, hey, I'm tired of this. You're not going to call me out my name and, and be beating me up and stuff at the house. I want to be, they had to go to that extreme route. Black folks didn't have that problem. And if, if you really want to think about it, the black men, white, black women have not been under black men's rule since we landed in this country. Black men have not been able to determine uh, uh, what job a, a, a woman can have or where she can live or, uh, uh, how many children she can have We have had no power in this country So you enlisting yourself in a fight That you don't really have a You don't have a dog in that hunt As we say down here in Texas 
Why are you missing yourself? And so you're going too far with something that is not relevant to you. We all have been subjected to uh, uh, imperialism by European powers. You see, and, mm. and so why are we interjecting ourselves in that fight? That ain't our issue. We were slaves together here in this country. Mm. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So what, what's up with the feminist notions? Again, imagine if you had a bunch of black men around here acting super macho, picking fights in the club and telling you, oh, you know, you got to do this, you got to cook clean. That's that's the opposite of feminism. You're going too far with it. I want my sister, if I had a daughter, I would say, hey, I want you to be independent and have your own thing. But, baby, learn how to be a woman because that's going to be more important. The same thing I say to my son. Have independence. Be able to take care of yourself, but there's still some manly things that you're going to have to do to help out. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's not that a woman can't do that. It's I'm saying mm-hmm. that it helps create balance in the household, and when you have balance, you have peace. And what we have right now is we do not have peace in black households, and that's why we mm-hmm. have these issues that we're facing. So you are saying that there are some cultural um, emptinesses that we have all across the board, men and women of color, um, that um, men have a struggle that's different uh, and that their options are different with this level. Now, we we talked about levels, and you started talking numbers early in the call tonight, and I'm, mm-hmm. I didn't understand it then when we talked earlier, and I, I kind of get it. But first of all, who is assigning these damn numbers and levels? Because I told you like I told you earlier today, you know, I don't know that if I if I go with your mathematics and with your logic, which I don't say that it's wrong, I'm just saying mm-hmm. that if I go with that, then I need to just stop now. I should just get out the game because I'm 42. <laughs> listen, listen, listen to me. I'm 42. I have two children. I've been married. And I was able to articulate to you some of the things that I think may have gone wrong with my part. But right. for someone who know exactly what it is, who have uh, it all together and are taking care of their businesses now, age is a, is a level dropper or, you know, are we supposed to not you know, have a man and just expect that these men who are in the level that you are are going to go to the high school and pick up these women because there's always going to be a better option. But what mm-hmm. can you tell the what, women who want? My question is, what type of woman are you? I'm what a good one. Woman? I don't I, care about your degree. Okay, what defines you as a good woman? Because that's a pretty amorphous <laughs> term. What is a good woman in your mind? In my mind, a good you, – you talk about me personally or just – I want just you to tell me here. from your female perspective what is a good woman, and I'm going to tell you from my male perspective what is okay. a good woman and with the qualifier that she's 42. So go ahead. Let's hear what you got. A good, a good woman at 42 years old should at least be able to take care of a household, whether or not – Children are in it or a man is in it. That's completely with housekeeping, being able to cook any meal that is requested or learned. Um, uh, Financially, I think if she's by herself, she should not expect someone to come in and rescue her from that. She should be able to run that household as if a man is in there uh, without any financial contribution. You've got to be presentable. You've got to at least damn look like a woman. You have to walk and, and, and present yourself as a woman in all, at all times. I'm not talking about just on Sunday, and I'm not just talking about when you go out. 
that's what a woman is to me. So, And then you okay. have to be alluring to a man because you can have all of those things and got, you have a stank-ass attitude, and that's not womanly to me. Now, that sounds wonderful, and I'm going to give you an applaud for that. I like it, all those attributes. I love that. That is good stuff. Now, if you add in, works out five times a week, is in great shape, eats right, cooks well, then then you a dime to a man that's about 45, 50 years old. Okay, and okay. if you if you are you are the, his, the woman of his dreams to a man that's about sixty or sixty two. It doesn't matter how much money he has. You see what I okay. mean? So, but you you trying to compete with a woman who's twenty five, who has all those attributes and 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 is younger. You know that's going to be difficult because you remember when you were twenty five. You see what I mean? And so a man that's like thirty eight, thirty five, thirty eight, somewhere in there, he's looking at that woman. At 25, I say, that's, I want to have children. She's more alluring to me than this woman, even though this woman is 42 and she's awesome. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm making a decision that I'm looking for longevity. So you have to find your – the Bible says that you, mates need to be equally yoked so that they yeah. can walk at the same pace. In yeah. other words, you guys need to be on the same level. That's all I've said. I've really only quoted things that you all have read in the Bible and just maybe that didn't understand, you know, and I'm not some – over-the-top religious nut. I just happen to read, you know, and if you want to keep secrets from folks, just put them in a book. So my thing to you is... I read too, mm-hmm. and I know you're going to tell me I need to shut up because I know that's one thing that I do need to do, and that's one of the things that probably is why I'm by myself is because I don't know when to shut up sometimes, but that's to me another lead thing that the right man would be able to do for me. But just No, uh, ain't nobody make you shut up. No, I don't know what you're saying, but you, you, you know what I'm saying. Ready. 30 minutes. No, you need to have your lunch, and you need to be ready when you show up. Okay, I'm Listen, not into training Dennis. grown women. Right. I'm not trainable, but I'm saying I know when to speak and when not to speak because I'm a representation of my husband or my man. Uh And if I'm talking too much, then it's misrepresenting him. But 30 minutes ago, you said that this 20-year-old woman, you know, is what's going to be the marketable woman to replace these 42-year-olds. But these 20-year-old women don't even know how to wash dishes right. They know how to use the dishwasher, and they get confused when it's food still on there. I was, talk, I was talking there. about now, now that twenty-year-old to twenty-five-year-old. We got levels now. If you make a eight million dollars a year, eight million dollars a month, you don't care. We don't have you don't. She's not washing dishes, okay? If you're a superstar athlete, she ain't washing dishes. No, she's not washing. You got maids in the house. You live in a fifteen thousand square foot home. You got maids and. All kinds of stuff. I got drivers that pick me up. When I go to the club, you, you see what I'm saying? Now, when you, I'm telling you, okay, now let's slide it on down, slide it on down a little bit. If you're a 20 year old young woman, and if you're a 20 year old, pretty average young lady, and you cute, then you know, you, you're attractive to some, and then that 20 year old is going to be attractive to that multimillion. She's fine now. She probably was a runway model or something like that. Keep that in mind. This is not the average 21-year-old. I'm talking about finding your level. If you're pretty average, you do pretty average stuff, you need to find you a pretty average guy and find somebody on y'all level, and y'all need to go build a life together. If she's a 5, she don't need to try and date a 10. That's going to hurt her feelings. He's just going to have a whole bunch of other women around and hurt her little 20-year-old feelings, and she's going to be scarred, 
and then she's going to break up with him, and then when she's 22, 23, get together, she's going to cling to the first one. He's going to stick her with her baby, and then she's 27 before she can rebound. <laughs> and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. But, but it's unfortunate. But, you can, again, you cannot fall for these games. These women have to be young women. Listen to me. You have to okay. understand that your body is important, and you don't release okay. it and present every dog on the street with the opportunity to be with you, okay? You have yeah. to know what you're looking for in a man. Understand what a man is. It's not the one mm-hmm. talking loud. It's not the one pretending like he's tough. It's not the one mm-hmm. that's making you all these empty promises. Stop falling for everything that these brothers have to say to you. Give them, And here's another thing. You give a sucker about six months to figure out <laughs> – you you give him six months of your life and then you move on. If he ain't really talking about nothing after about six months, you waste your time. Because I'm gonna tell you, most men, if you worth something, they figure out in in the first week or two of interacting whether or not you marriage material, or if you just something he gonna hook up with about three o'clock in the morning when he comes from the club. So oh. they already know. So you don't want oh. to play yourself and stick around for six months seven months, and a lot of these brothers, what they do is they know if they drag you out, they met you at 20, now you're 22, they know they ain't nothing. They can keep dragging you and dragging you on. Next thing you know, you're 26, you've invested so much time in this relationship, now you want to return, even if the return is not nearly as much as you put in, mm-hmm. just because you want to be able to say, at least I got a ring out this no good sucker. And then you end up in a situation where you locked in. So that is also a problem. See, this kind of, why you, you sisters are asking me, why I don't have a man? Because you wasted your time with that sucker. From that age Ooh. of 18 to 25, you wasted most of you wasted three years with that fool and two years getting over that clown. And so that's mm-hmm. your fault because your mama should have told you better that that's a fool. Or if she <laughs> did, you didn't listen because you wanted to do it on your own. And now you got burnt and you look, now you're just like your cousin that you used to look down on. When you when you was younger, thinking she didn't know what she was doing, it's a trap. Don't fall mm. for the trap. You see mm. what I'm saying? Don't fall for these suckers. Most of the women that have issues was made that mm-hmm. way by a man. And here's another thing I want to talk about. A lot of you sisters talk about have been raped and molested by men in your family, and so mm-hmm. it's damn near impossible for you to have a trusting relationship. With right. a man. Right. You cannot move forward in a relationship if you have mm-hmm. no trust for a man because of something that happened to you when you were a child. First of all, it's not your fault. And it's not mm-hmm. anything that you can be should be ashamed of. You mm-hmm. need to seek out some therapy because you mm-hmm. have a problem. And here's another mm-hmm. thing. A lot of these men in this day and age have been mistreated and abandoned and treated badly and called all sorts of names. By their mama. They got issues. Mm -hmm. They got mommy issues. You understand? Uh They didn't get that love that they needed. It's nothing to be ashamed of. But it means you have a problem. So it's going to be very impossible or nearly impossible for you to have a happy, loving relationship with a woman because you don't trust them. You understand what I'm saying? Because you you rather you, you try to replace that love you lost by sleeping with as many women as you can. And that's unhealthy. That's just going to give you a bunch of babies and some uh, alphabets behind your name, like STD and then HIV, and then you're crapped out. You see what I'm saying? So you might need yeah. to seek some therapy if you want to try. Don't bring your BS to the relationship because she's going to bring her own BS 
And when you get there, you're just going to have a pile of BS right in the middle of your relationship, and y'all going to be stepping around that, and it's always going to be SH, you know what I was about. It's always going to be in the relationship. And you're not going to be yeah. able to work it out. So get scrape that poop off of you before you try and go get in somebody's face and tell it and, and create a child or a long-lasting relationship. But them. you said something earlier today that was really like that was I I had never heard it before, which was different because I talked with so many different people. And I was telling you that I was actually speaking about myself and thinking that possibly a man in my past wanted me to be his mom. And you said something mm-hmm. to me. Could you, re- you remember that? Tell, tell me what you uh, said about that. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know specifically what I said, but um, following up with the point that I had before, that young that man probably had mommy issues. You see what I mean? He needed you to be his mom. Play the role. Do whatever you got to do because I guarantee you it's a 25-year-old uh, Colombian woman that would be all the mommy he needs to be if he's doing the thing that uh, he, she needs him to do as a, as a, as a man or as a husband. If you protecting mm-hmm. and providing, and you you need he needs you to play mom, go get that man a bottle and put it in his mouth when you see him at night. Play whatever role you got to play, because it's a lot of it's a lot of men that have to play the daddy role to a lot of these women that didn't have uh, 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 fathers in their life. So they got to be, you know, they got to be daddy. So this is the role. This is the human existence that we live in. Okay, you got to do what you got to do. Nobody's perfect. Everybody comes with with their issues, okay, at least he's not gambling and, you know, smacking you around and smoking dope and running women through the house when you're not there. That's something small to deal with. I think if he just needs you to cuddle with him a little bit, big bastard needs you to be his, you know, mommy figure every now and then to get him on back out there and get him to work. Go ahead and do it, girl. Just get you a bit uh, a BMW for Christmas one year. It'd be all right. Baby, he, was, baby he was not going to buy me no damn BMW. I would have been his mama, well, his grandmama, and his great grandmama if there was a choice. But, but this you, is the thing. But it would have it sustained him is all I'm saying. Baby, you got to play the role that you got to play. Everybody got a cross to bear in this, in this world. And if you can find somebody that can help you polish your cross up and help you walk through this world and he'll hold your hell high, then that's probably the woman you're going to fall in love with. That's probably the woman that's going to get all your money. You wonder why these superstar athletes is running out marrying these young white girls that they, that they met back in college because she might have did his homework. If it wasn't for her, hell, he probably would have failed out of school and wouldn't did nothing. Now, you got a young sister on the other hand talking about, I'm not going to do that. I got this, blah, blah. Baby, I just need some help with this right now. Now, let's fast forward to the relationship. This brother been playing football all day. He's angry. He's violent. They lost the game. He come home to his little black girlfriend, she like, look, I got my own issues, blah, blah, this, that, and the other. A young white girl or whoever has been trained to deal with that, uh, I'm not going to say a cuss word, this young white girl who grew up in a household with her father and she saw how crass and difficult he was to deal with, and her mama learned her how to deal with him by watching her mom deal with this daddy of hers who grew up in mm-hmm. Pacoima somewhere and she sees how to deal with a man who's having a bad day, and she simply takes those lessons and deals with this athlete, and you wonder why he loves her, and she gets all his money in the divorce because she mm. knew how to weather the storm. It's training on how to be a woman. That's all I'm saying because there's a lot of young men that don't know how to be men because they ain't seen it happen in their household, so they need help. 
We all need well, a little baby, help. Listen, I need to open this line because I need for these people to say what they got to say because yeah, you know yeah. You Again, know how I, I say this in love. There's nothing. I love black women. There's nothing wrong with black women. They're beautiful, most beautiful women on earth. I'm just saying we culturally we've been deficient, socialized. It's inept. That's our problem. So let's. You won't be honest. I'm being honest with you, sister. Go ahead, open yes. it up. I'm gonna go ahead and get ready to duck because I don't want nobody to hit me. I don't want to be hit. <laughs> Okay, why is it that when women, if women get pregnant, we have to be gold diggers if we get pregnant for you all? Why can't men just start investing in gold-labeled lambskins and then we won't have to worry about getting pregnant? Why is that stigma associated someone, with women? Someone, just, made, someone made a comment about the, a woman getting pregnant. I don't know if it was you uh, or was it someone before you making a comment about the woman get pregnant and then, you know, all she wants, the next thing you know, she's getting child support, she's a gold digger. I mean, how do, how do you well, relate Well, I mean, there's a, there, there is a need to support children. In the child support system. Exactly. That exactly. Is why but what makes us, but I, what but makes us a gold think, digger? Well, okay. Now, here's the thing. Now, you got a, a young man. He's an athlete, right? He makes 2 $3 million a year or more. And he's paying $30,000 a month in child support to this young woman. Do you think that that child needs $30,000 a month to survive? Not, no, no, not really. But does okay. that make her a gold digger? What was because her incentive court, to have a baby because, by her friend? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. What do you think her incentive was to have a baby by the superstar athlete? Probably the same intentions. Why, why? Why would he screw? Why would you? Why would you have sex with someone without you? Because he's it. a man, and that's how men think. He was just good. The D was just good. He was fine. He was six yeah, two. Yeah. It's fine. That's all it was. I mean, don't nobody be trying to just, I'm just going to get prepared. I have been having sex why for a long time. And I just, come on now, Dennis. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm just asking you. I'm just but you I, tell I, me. I, I you you asked me a question. I, I want you to answer your own question because you already I, know. I don't think, you think it costs, we've it, already established that it doesn't cost $30,000 a month to raise a child. So what is she exactly, doing with the rest of that exactly. money? Exactly. Now, 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 let's fast forward. She finds another baller. And she gets another baby by him. And she's getting another $30,000 a month from another one. Now she's getting $60,000 a month for two children. Does it cost $60,000 a month to raise two children? Well, if if it happens like that, then she just, if you got a gold digger coochie, then just pay the gold dollar for it. So so I guess what you're saying is, are you saying? If it's going down like that, apparently she has a gold digger coochie. If you get the coochie, you got to pay the consequences. What do you think her incentive, you got to pay for it so she's a prostitute is what you're saying. Well, if it, if it's going down like that, apparently she is. I mean, if I got uh, if okay. I get a child, so what is uh, her incentive? Uh, and I'm going to ask you a question. What is her incentive to continue having these babies by these very wealthy athletes? She's already getting sixty thousand dollars a month for two children. Is there an incentive okay. for her to have another okay, baby I'm, by another okay, athlete? Let me just, okay, let me just let me I'm just, just throw this question. out there. You tell me. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna see if I can try and figure this out because I have a family member. Uh, uh, that 
uh, was a professional football player. I'm not going to call mm. his name. Which perfect, was, perfect. Okay. Oh. Okay. Then he he married he married he married a movie star's uh, mm-hmm. ex wife. So she's getting money uh, from the the, uh, the other guy, this movie star. Plus, she's mm-hmm. married to her husband, who's a retired professional football player. So does that make her a gold digger? I don't know. All I'm saying is there are some women out there who have babies and they just to reap get money. extreme financial benefit. And those are the women that I'm referring to as gold diggers. That doesn't apply to women who have a baby by a man and they just want him to pay some support. And you know, that's not that's not applicable to all when you need to pay some support if you have a child and you also need to spend some time with that child to help raise that child. You're not just be out there breeding like a rabbit. I'm talking about a specific class of women whose sole purpose is to find them a baller and make a baby by that baller so that they can get a large sum of child support every month. That's who I'm referring okay. to as gold diggers. I yeah, think the label yeah, is appropriate I, for some a certain class of women. And we know that we've I seen the story. That, but we, yes, and I, and I agree with you, but I still think that men should step up to the plate and protect themselves from being caught into situations like this. You know what? If men could control when and where we had children, then we'd be called women. Well, no, wow. I'm talking about protection. Yeah. protection. See, what, here's the thing. Your job as a woman is to be attractive to men, right? I mean, that's kind of biology. So sometimes people make mistakes. Sometimes there are people who capitalize on other people's mistakes, and they do it for a financial incentive. In other words, they get this dude to think he's in love or they get him in a bad moment or a weak moment and they get pregnant and they have a baby and she gets $30,000 a month. She did it for a financial incentive. This is limited to a certain group of women who do this basically as a profession. This is their financial means of supporting themselves. Now, you can't be mad at them. But we can all we can definitely label them what they are, and I, we commonly call them in colloquial terms gold diggers. Some people just call them opportunists, which would be the uh, uh, you know the other term. But there are plenty of other opportunists out there, other other means of opportunity. But as far as when I refer to gold diggers, I'm talking about a certain specific class of women who target wealthy men to have children by, or who target wealthy men to marry them and then divorce them a year or so later. Remember what happened to uh, Bono? Bono. Married that woman yeah. with one leg, and then she ended up getting a billion dollars. A woman got a billion dollars. I was like, oh my Dennis, god, you know, Dennis, you know it's some hood, it's some hood men that ain't got two pennies to rub together who have that same claim. And what I think uh, what my caller is saying is that they ain't got no take, gold digger to dig. They ain't got no gold to dig. You know why? I'm not talking about them. They digging turners with them dudes. <laughs> they ain't got nothing but some dirt and some oil on the side of the driveway. There ain't nothing to dig up. Who are you talking about? They just trying to oh, get a dog dig. No, man, you don't have nothing to dig, man. I'm digging up uh, the melted spoons over here with you, fool. <laughs> that's what you got to do. That's what I'm that's trying to say. We have another call on the line, 1554. Did you have yeah. something to say? No, yeah, he covered it. <laughs> he covered it. <laughs> What's oh, up, brother? Wow. You having a good night tonight, man? Oh, I mean, it's, it's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm here listening, man. Wouldn't it be nice if you could have these conversations and speak freely without, uh, especially to the, because you know, you're a brother. 
it's hard to talk to the sisters because they, they, they snap you up, and then next thing they say, he must have been hurt, blah, blah. And so it's impossible for black men to have a conversation and openly speak on these issues. And so because of that, there's a lack of communication. Now, black women are free to say whatever they want to say to brothers. But brothers can't really and talk and say women, how they really women, feel, and that is why we got issues with the one-way street. So we hear all the complaints that sisters have, and Lord knows we just quiet now. We just don't say a lot. But this brother, thank you for calling in, and uh, all the other brothers, I hope I'm doing a good job of speaking what's on your mind, okay? And uh, <laughs> that's kind of what I'm doing tonight. I'm big brothers talking tonight, you know? But yes. all right, nice talk to you, brother. Uh, big brother is breaking it down as clearly as he can without any filter, and we're going to go off of the air very soon because I want to talk about something and I don't want it recorded. Not that it's going to be a big Uh-oh. thing. We're talking about the differences between the cultures and women, maybe some uh, education needs to occur, but some of the things that are just human, like having sex with a, a, a person that you're attracted to and, being, and and not having to be apologetic for what your preferences are, some of this conversation came out of my having issue with a response of a female who had some kind of harsh words to say inside of one of your threads where you were just really trying to give the, uh, I would say, the knowledge to the brothers, not to limit themselves just a certain type of woman, maybe not just a certain level of woman. And I don't know if that was applicable to the average guy or if it was something that you wanted to say to just the guys who are in your level. 9928, I'm coming to you in just a minute. What what did you uh what were you trying to say in that thread where uh the young lady kinda, you know, went you know, she said that you were a little bit arrogant, that you must have been hurt and that you mm-hmm gotten over some level of hurt. Now, I know men can get hurt, too, but they don't express it quite like women. What did you, what did mm-hmm. you have to say to that particular thread? Well, you know, a lot of times what people, you know, they say when you throw a rock in a pig pen, the one that squeals is the one that got hit, okay? So I've oh. learned to take those responses with a grain of salt. When pen, women start saying stuff like, oh, you must have been hurt, what they're doing is they're attacking the messenger. They're trying to undermine the message or the truth of the message by attacking the messenger. I don't necessarily take that stuff personal because I know as a human being, you can't live on this earth and not be hurt by something. You prick your finger and be hurt. You see what I mean? You can be hurt emotionally by something, something you didn't get to go to Disneyland when you was 10 years old and everybody else. Well, you might be hurt behind that. That might have made you feel real sad. And now you don't, you know, it bothers you even to this day and you like 78 years old. But anyway. My whole point is, I think the sister, because the statement that I made was poignant and it go to, it, it went against something that was beneficial to her. If I start telling these brothers, brother, you need to go and get you a sister from uh, uh, Compton and you live in, in in Brooklyn, then the women in Brooklyn are going to get mad at me for saying that. What you need to go out there, you don't want them ratchet women out there in Compton, blah, blah, blah. That's just human nature. They're protective over what they feel is theirs. But what I'm telling these brothers is, hey, you are part of a large African diaspora, okay? And matter of fact, there's original women, original people all across this world, all in, and they're very close right here in South and Central America. These are your people too, okay, in the Caribbean. These are your people too. 
Go meet them. Learn something from them. Do a cultural exchange. If you go down there and there's a beautiful woman that you find attracted to, then, you know, be with her. You don't have to be limited to what's up here. There is hope out there. I want these brothers to get married. I want there to be stability in black homes. I don't care if it's here or there. Look, I love all people of all colors, but there's some things that I don't like about our society, and it's affecting black and brown men negatively. And there's some poor whites that are suffering up there. That's why you got this, what I call the Trump rebellion. You got these white folks having a riot up there. They're going to elect this fool and nominate this fool because they're mad and they're angry about things that they're dealing with. You see what I mean? Heroin addicts oh. and drunk and they can't find jobs and they've been promised this American dream and the only thing they're doing is, is just suffering and struggling and now they got this man on TV screaming and hollering, oh, it's the other man's fault. It's the brown people. It's the black people. It's those, 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 those Arabs over there causing you the trouble. Vote for me and I'm going to make America great again. See, so everybody has a reason to complain, but back to the subject at hand, I'm just trying to educate these brothers as to what I've seen. And what I've seen is that they're beautiful. If you love black women, they're beautiful black women all across uh, the Caribbean, all across South Central America. Nobody's perfect, but what I'm saying, if you want to try something different, then go ahead and try. And that goes for the sisters, too. But I'm telling you, sisters, you're going to have a whole different experience if you're going down there trying to try these uh, uh, this Americanism on these brothers in Nigeria, these brothers in the Caribbean, and these brothers down in South and Central America. They ain't going for well, you see what well, I mean? It's going to be a different experience for you. What would you say? No, they're not going for it. You're going to get left like a hot potato. Because, I mean, <laughs> why would I choose? You got that bad attitude. You coming down there talking about what you're going to do and what you ain't going to do. It's like, nah, baby. No, no, no quiero tú. No, no, no tengo. You're going to get cussed out about two or three different languages. Cut off like grass. Yeah, Listen, you see what I mean? 9928, you've been on the call a little bit. We got Dennis Firsting on the line, and he is telling us how we can get our men, and he's had a lot to say about black women. Which I just, I, I, I understand what, where he is coming from because I have brothers, and mm. and I have seen my brothers, um, they they try to play them, you know, they try they try this, um. Game or you know take care of me stuff you know um, and then take care of me and my kids but then they don't mm. want to go to work they just want to go to the nail shop and the hair salon mm. you know get mm. my nails done get my hair done and so I can see both sides because I'm a black woman but I have black men who are you know my brothers who mm. deal with these you know I don't want to say that you know I ain't saying she's a gold digger but what That's I'm it. saying is she's a gold digger. But, you know, you don't want to go to work. You want me to work, and you want me to take care of you, but you don't want to take care of yourself. And then your your daughter is watching you do that. So she, okay, yeah. so then it becomes a generational curse of take care of me and, you know, the food stamp mentality, the, you know, section 8 mentality. And, you know, you don't want better. You just want, you're satisfied with that. You're satisfied with um, being... You know, you complacent with, okay, this is how it is because mama did it, so I'm going to do it too. You know, your nails longer than your checking account. You know, and, and if, if, if if I may, please, let me, look, look, first of all, I, it, all women want something. It doesn't matter if you're here in Timbuktu, they all want something. The question is, you know,
know, the things that the man brings to the relationship is the woman returning in time. Is she doing for what is she putting in on a relationship? See, it's one thing if you're contributing to the relationship and your woman is contributing to the relationship. Yeah, you get her nails done. Yeah, you help take care of her kids because you understood that she had children before you got into the relationship. But the problem arises when you got a man who the expectations have been put on him, but then the expectations that he has for her are considered outrageous because she's an independent woman and feminism says that she's not supposed to be doing nothing like that. And you better not ask her to submit. That's a cuss word. You see what I mean? So I'm just finally saying it. Oh, Lord, mm-hmm. he said the S word. Mm-hmm. You said the S word. I mm-hmm. said the submit word. Now, submit don't mean submit to a whole bunch of foolishness. Submit means, hey, we got a plan for the betterment of this family, and we're going to sacrifice on both ends to make sure this plan, which is good for this family, is fulfilled. That's what I'm saying, right. submit. I don't mean you uh, bow down and, you know, uh, you pay, pay homage to me, although in some cultures they do do that. You know, for the man to, to keep the woman up, but that's not this. I'm just saying, what I've seen, women that bring the man the food, he has the last word in the house. It doesn't matter how much money he makes. Doesn't matter what his status is. He's the man of the house. Because see, men bring more than just financial well-being to a home. They also keep yeah. their kids in line. They also keep mm-hmm. their sons out the street from getting shot. They check them little girls when them girls get to acting fast. And they keep them little boys who's running in there trying to get your little girl out your house. They provide security. They keep you comfortable. So it's not just the financial. Let's not quantify what men or what what men bring to a relationship by saying it goes down to the dollars and cents. I make fifty thousand dollars a year, and he only make twenty eight thousand dollars a year. He ain't nothing. See, and that's the problem. That's that trap that we fell into when the brother was talking earlier that some of these things that we've fallen into here in this capitalistic society, and I'm a capitalist, I run businesses, I'm just saying, but that cult, that pervasive culture has fooled women to thinking that a man, uh, a man's, the, the things that a man has to contribute boils down to the dollars and cents that he can bring into the household. Mm. So we talked about it all. If you were to put this in a nutshell, and I know that nutshell is going to be, like, huge. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. You finally said the S word, um, and somehow our blab got, I don't know, infiltrated or something. It wouldn't let me back in, and only a a handful of people are coming back in. So we will do an after show. Um, I can't take up too much of Mr. Dennis's time because I ain't on that level to be doing that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. But I'm trying to understand what exactly, if you had to nutshell, what black men need black women to know, what what that is, just as as concise as you can. Nobody's perfect. He's not perfect, and you're not perfect. And you need to learn from each other to become better human beings so that you can have happy, healthy relationships and, re- and rear happy, healthy children. That's it. That's pretty much it. Every day okay. is a learning lesson. Yeah, okay. and 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 listen to good advice when you hear it, and know the difference between good advice and words that are just coming in somebody's word, somebody's opinion is just coming out their mouth. Listen to your elders. Listen to these older women who have had successful relationships. Listen to the men who are telling you, "I don't like this. I don't like that, and I don't like that." And if you hear 
several men saying the same thing to you about you, then it's probably you. And if you're alone and you've done everything that you're supposed to do and you got your degrees and you, you got the house and the 401K and the six-figure salary and you just ain't nothing happened to you but you're just getting older and you can't find a man and the ones you find, all they want to do is sleep with you and leave, but they don't really want to be around you. And you know what? It might be you. And as uh, mm-hmm. young women, from about 18 to 25, don't waste your time with a sucker. Because it ain't really going to get no better for you. Your degrees are not going to make you younger. They're just going to make you more educated and increase your ability to earn. But that is not really something that men who are successful have really, I mean, it's nice. Oh, yeah, my baby has a doctor's degree from Harvard, Yale, or Southern University, Ramblin', or Tulane, or whatever. That's beautiful. But doggone it, that's not what makes you more of a woman. That makes you a better professional. You see, so focus on being a woman. Young men, focus on being men. Young women, focus on being a woman. Be Focus on being a mother. Focus on being a father. Make yourself better. Look at your humanity. Stop quantifying your, uh, your, 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 your value in dollars and cents, the degrees that you can hang on the wall, because that's really irrelevant in the big picture of things. It's beautiful uh-huh. that you got that ability to earn money, but... Who you, and the question I asked before, who are you as a woman? Who are you as a man? Ask yourself that. That's what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. And I say all this in love, and I love all of you, and I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. And, um, you know, take what I say. It's coming from a place of love because I want to see you do better, and I want to see black families and brown families, white families and Asian families not be so corrupted but by this culture that we have here in the United States that says, hey, family is secondary. It's all about the dollars and cents. It's all about how big your car is, where you live, how big your building. All that's fine and nice and dandy, but who are you as a human being is the most important question. And when you meet your maker, you want to be able to answer that. You see what I mean? And another thing, and I'm going to end it on this, all that money and all those degrees, they don't mean nothing if you're sitting in your house by yourself alone at night because nobody can really stand mm-hmm. to be around you. Mm-hmm. See, it doesn't mean nothing if you're, sick, if you're sick laying up in a hospital bed and nobody coming to see you because you you're so hard to get along with, you done ran everybody off. You see, yeah. and that's the last thing a woman wants. You don't want to be 45 years old, never had any children, and all your girlfriends, they got all their kids, and you got a cat and a dog. You see what I mean? Because you couldn't keep a man. You don't want that. You wonder what's wrong with me. I'm fine as I used to be, baby. Well, you might be, but you're not as attractive as you used to be. You see what I mean? You should have thought about this when you were a little girl. You should have, I should have listened to what mama and grandma had to say, and I wouldn't have went yeah. down this route. I gave that fool 15 years of my life. I don't know how it happened. You see uh-huh. what I mean? Something to yeah. think about. It yeah, is. I love you. I love my sisters. Uh-huh. All my sisters, I love you, baby. <laughs> you been in the I'll get you a check. 713-229-0770. Dennis Sperling. Tell the people how they can, if they're not, if they're in a wreck, uh, he going to get you a check. And give us that number mm-hmm. again. You, if you've been involved in a motor vehicle accident, an 18-wheeler collision, you know, um, you can give me a call. I'd like I'd talk to you about your case. And if I can help you out. I will. I'm licensed in New York, Louisiana, Illinois, and Texas. But for the most part, you know, I practice law, and I've been at it 16 years. I'm very successful at what I do. I'm one of the best lawyers in this region of the country. Um, But 
you know, I talk about these social issues because I, I, I will tell you that having money and being successful is not the end all to be all, especially when you become a parent. You want to leave this world to be a better place for your children. And me uh-huh. clocking up the score and making money is, you know, I can leave them money, but I want them to have beautiful women that love them and take care of them. So at least, if nothing else, one or two of y'all might listen, and y'all might say, hey, you know what, let me try to make myself a better person. But my day job is practicing law, but at night I'm just a concerned father like the rest of y'all. And I hope I hope this has touched some of you, especially you young ladies, and just listen to your elders a little bit more. I'm not talking about me necessarily. You might not agree with everything I said, but I'm just talking from my perspective, and I'm doing it from a place of love, and I just want y'all to hear what these brothers are trying to say, and they might not be as articulate, well-spoken as me. And, you know, it's a benefit for me to do this because most, most folks won't talk to you. You see, mm-hmm. you just see them riding around with some woman that don't look like you or your sister or your grandma. You see, right. and I just want you to know why. It's not that they're better than you. It's not that mm-hmm. you're not as beautiful. They might just be easy to get along with. And it's not that they're weak. <laughs> they've just been trained differently. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not mm-hmm. that they're better. They just got better training. So go get you some training. So. <laughs> 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 If you if, if you agree, if you disagree, if the truth has been said, ain't nothing we can uh, do about it. We're gonna do an after show on Blab. That's B L A B dot I M. And if you want to get in contact with Mr. Sperling, uh, he's giving you the phone number. What are your other uh, uh, social media outlets, Mr. Sperling? You can follow me on on Dennis at Facebook at Dennis Sperling. I'm pretty easy to find. I have two Facebook accounts. One is my Coffee King account, which is my coffee company. And what I do is I travel to different countries in South America and try to create trade between uh, our, 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 our folks down there, black and brown brothers down in South America, and bring, you know, I teach entrepreneurship. So you can find, just find me on Facebook. Just type in Dennis Sperling. That's D-E-N-N-I-S-S-P-U-R-L-I-N-G. Really easy to find. And just, you know, you can follow me. And I, I say a lot of things that are thought-provoking. They're not necessarily uh, meant to offend you, but I just want a response. I want to see what's on your mind. And a lot of what I've said to, tonight is a response to the years that I've had interacting with people on Facebook. Because, see, I know what the brothers are saying because they're comfortable saying what they're going to say on my Facebook because I don't yeah. snap them up and talk, talk about it. I let them speak. And then when the when the the sisters say something or anybody says something crazy, I respond for them and I say probably what they were thinking, but in an articulate manner. And I challenge them to uh, challenge me on what I've said. So in other words, I create a dialogue on my Facebook page, and it's good for me. It helps me in picking juries because I know what's on people's mind. I know what they think about Trump, Rubio, Barack Obama, Michelle. With Michelle Obama, I know what's going on, what they think about what's going on overseas, and it has helped me put my finger on the pulse of America and the world abroad just by these mm-hmm. interactions on Facebook. That's why the things that I've said have touched so many chords with you all tonight. But, again, if you've been in a car accident in Texas, Louisiana, give me a call at 713-229-0770, and I'll be more than happy to talk to you about your case. I'm not making any promises, but I'll fight a good fight for you if you need. You see what I mean? Just and like I see with you. 
all, and y'all know how I do it. I'm not going to try to undo what the brother just said because I cannot speak uh, from the level of masculinity and uh, education and experience of being a black man because ain't no amount of education, money, or anything else going to make me be masculine. So I'm just going to tell you what I heard and what I feel like we women need to know just after this little break because you know I got to say what I got to say. And I'm going to learn how to shut up because, you know, well, I'll tell you when, when we take this quick the commercial clothes. Right are you tired? Are you sick and tired? Are you just plain done? Well, that's where I am, and we're going to change things. Here on The Empire, we change by informing, organizing, and doing things that really make a difference. If you have an organization or a program that is for the betterment of the human experience, that's where we're going to start. To be a part of this movement, please contact me. I am The Empress Cooper on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or email me at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com. Or just hit me up on my website, www.TheEmpress.com, where The Empress speaks and The Empire listens. Listen, I know that change won't just happen overnight. But nobody's going to change this but us. Lord, um, before I even started this particular show, I was on another show that was about hypermasculinity and being a healthy level of masculinity for men and how a lot of men who don't have that healthy bridge to what it means to be a man are extra, and they try to super uh, impose those types of socially active uh, attitudes to take the place of their end. And I was like, maybe that's a good show. But after listening, I think maybe women just are not listening to men because it was pretty, pretty clear. I mean, I don't think he talked in circles or talked in reels at all. I think he represents a large majority of men who aren't in a place of comfort with their masculinity, for one, and ability, for two, to speak as candidly as Mr. Sperling has. I I told him, I told him, he, he already know I'm going to say it, he ain't no average type of dude. And I think that that is what the attitude is of a lot of uh, average black women. I think a lot of average black women are expecting some type of rescue some type of uh, extra brother, like a Superman of, of some sort, when they come to the game not ready themselves. Like if a man has the capabilities of taking care of you and you are, are going to bring to the table what? I mean, you cannot depend on your booty and your titties forever. You know, I'm just going to put it out there. Now, he did say some things about getting older and how you have to understand that you're I guess you could say your sellability of self is going to change. And the truth is, in our society, a man can continue to get older and older and older and uh, bigger and bigger and bigger and less and less attractive. And if he still has the capability of being a provider, a protector, and have a certain status in this society, you can he can have what he likes. He can have whatever he likes. But that is not the same truth for women of all colors, particularly black women. One other point that he had uh, spoken with me about earlier is that black women have never uh, been in this society a sale. They've never been something to be desired. They've never been the epitome of beauty on a social level, with the exception of some women who don't 
uh, looks like the typical what it means to be a black woman or fit the description even in what they look like physically to be uh, a black woman. I think when you say black woman to a black woman, an immediate idea comes to mind, and a lot of women don't fit inside that idea of what that means. And so if we can't even identify with ourselves as being enough, we come to the game expecting something um, extra from him. I mean, if, if, if he's well-rounded and put together and he doesn't have any clues about money, for one, because, you know, we talked about that damn gold-digging woman, and I don't think she's the average black woman. That's that gutter bitch that has transferred over to the whole idea of society saying that every woman who requires some level of uh, uh, economic stability, like that's that that is not true. I think that is a part of the confusion that a lot of women and men have when a woman is able to toot her horn and say, I'm not really wanting anything from you that you can buy because I can do that for myself. I think that's the essence of what the whole independent woman is. It's just that I need you for something I can't do for myself. I cannot stand the women who want to say, I don't need a man for nothing. You a lie or you a lesbian. I'm just trying to say it. If you if you don't want them, then just say you don't want them for those reasons. But I think we were meant for relationship, um, not even in an intimate uh, expectation, but I think we're meant to have that experience of man. It takes a man and a woman to even conceive. And when you just say you don't need them for anything, you're saying that a part of yourself you're going to accept to be just empty or lost or not even – uh, addressed, and I think that is almost the exact way sometimes that we discount our black men. Now, I'm not going to go along with all of what uh, he said because I don't think that it is an expression of the type of women that I know or even uh, myself, but I do think that there is some truth to us having uh, a certain expectation and even an attitude uh, mean or the way that we try to express ourselves, that's something that is socially almost expected. When a woman is, um, uh, I wouldn't say, I don't want to say docile, but when a woman is someone that you can get along with, because Mrs. Sperling said that several times tonight, when you can just get along with her, you can just be friends with her, like you can, it don't have to be this back and forth. There is no competition. I'm not trying to take your place. I'm not trying to show you up. I'm not trying to prove to you that I can do what I can do uh, outside of being a woman. And I thought that was a really, really uh, interesting question to ask a woman to define what a woman is and what it is that even a man wants. And I think that's the biggest question. Sometimes we just don't know. We don't know what they want. We don't know exactly what they need. And I think there has to be a baseline that they all kind of need the same thing I'm saying need. Wanting that that's stuff that you don't necessarily have to have, but when it comes to what men need, uh, I think they need to be able to feel that she's not in competition with she. Uh, he needs to know that she uh, respects the authority that he does have, and that is not necessarily tied to his income. Um, he needs to know that someone is in his corner just 
for him and can make him feel like a king, whether he dumps trash or whether he is the CEO of the trash company. I mean, a man's role is, in most women's opinions, of real women's opinions, is to just be the lead. And most women don't want that role. I would say most women want a man in that role, but I think not communicating well the expectations of what that role is and coming to the table expecting that all of that is going to be fitted by him with you not having any obligations, that's just, that's just crazy. You're going to have to do something, too. Now, what that something is, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to have to hire me a trainer or whatever because I can't expect that um, I'm going to be able to compete with somebody who just came out the womb. I ain't going to even try. And if you want that, then say that, and I'm going to get out your way for you to have that. But I think that that is the attitude that most women take, but understand that on the other side of that equal sign, it may be just you by yourself. Because if you continue to do the same things that you've been doing, you're going to continue to get the results that you've been doing, and the issue may be you. You know, I'm not I'm not on nobody's team, and I think the expectation is on the empire that she's going to shoot it to the men. But there's got to be an underlying truth when the same things are being said, either way it goes. Now, all the men can't be bad. All Everybody you date can't be crazy. Everybody can't be just making up some of this stuff when it's a resounding the same thing. So maybe we need to look at ourselves. But I want to say that there's nothing wrong. And I, I, and I, I said this on another thread, and I've tried to put it in my mind to combine but the whole baby mama thing, like, I'm in that group now. Like, I didn't want to be in that group because I just hate being called a baby mama. But you know what? I found my CD this weekend with Fantasia. And, baby, I forgot that there's nothing deficient of me because I'm a mother without a husband. I mean, if nobody goes into marriage just – we had this conversation handsome not too <laughs> – just the other day. We didn't go into a relationship to be – uh, single, and we didn't go into motherhood to not have a father for those children, so we have to celebrate ourselves when we're doing the things at the best capacity that we talk should make anybody that by themselves feel like that they're in some way deficient. It should just make you look more closely at what you're offering, and maybe you're not offering the best of yourself. Or just look at, just take inventory on what is getting a man. Like, what what's she doing? You know, I pay attention to a lot of things like that. I want I want to make sure that it's clear. We're not damning the baby mama because that's me, and we're going to end the show with that. Uh, we're going to go off the air. Well, we're off the air on Blab. And then once the song is over, we're going to go into overtime on Blab. We're already up. The name of the thread is Black Brother. That may change, but I can feel it's going to be good. And Mr. Sterling, if you would please get you a blab so the people can see you. I already had a sister say I posted a picture on Facebook, and I usually do a caption with regard to shows and everything, and, and, and a couple of people say, is this who is talking on this thing? Is this him? And I said, yeah, that's him. Don't shoot him. He's just <laughs> He's just telling the truth, and he ain't scared. He ain't scared at all. So one quick song, and we're going to end the show. We're going into blab over time. Be right back. Lily Love Music. Take one. Fantasia. My name is Renee, and I'm a 
Cause nowadays it's like a badge of honor To be a baby mama I see you paying ya I see you working ya I see you going to school And girl I know it's hard And even though you're fed up with making beds up Girl keep your head up on my feet Yourself, this shit ain't fair. 